welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how fantastic bachelor weekends are in Toyotas, <laughs> then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs. My name is Tyler. Joining me on today's episode yet again for another awesome, amazing, wonderful, fantastic episode of Snail Trail 4x4 is the bachelor himself, Mr. Jimmy Jet. Mr. Bachelor, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing nice. well, thanks. Yeah, I'd, I had a bachelor weekend. Everybody was gone. Nice. And how so, did that feel? It was nice. Do you, it was a little... Was it a rough Monday morning or <laughs> <laughs> a teaser? Uh, no, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh-huh. not not that bad. Okay. But yeah, at, for a little bit there, I was kind of like there was some anxiety around trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, figured it out on Friday morning. So nice. we can jump into that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll get into that later for sure. Um, cool. This episode here is Thursday. Yes, it is. So that means it is episode 333. Yeah. 333. Three, three, three. Nice. I'm curious. Okay. What you think about having the hottest day on record two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, two weeks later, we've got snow in the Sierras. I know. <laughs> I think something's messed up. Something's definitely messed up. I think it's your tree. Your tree fucked it all up. That's what I'm going to. Yeah, my with. tree's already flowering. It's a, <laughs> for next year. Yeah, it's already spring. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. And we definitely we're getting a nice big rainstorm coming through right now. Um, got it downpoured. Woodland got four inches of rain. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think it dropped that much where I was. Uh, well, I don't know where you were. So, but yeah, Woodland got four inches. Davis got like two and well, a half. But it inches. rained on Monday or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in, at home. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't seem like it rained. Yeah, the Roseville area got like three quarters of an inch, half an inch, something like that. I had a three plus hour drive and it barely rained on me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, when I left on uh, Sunday on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think it really it was raining a little bit when I drove home, but by the time I got home, it was beautiful outside on Sunday. But mm-hmm. yesterday, man, yeah, Monday sitting around in the warehouse yesterday. <laughs> That Monday was crazy. Dr- rained pretty good, but I don't, mm-hmm. it definitely didn't rain four inches where mm-hmm. at the shop. No. Yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy seeing that woodland got that much rain. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nuts, <laughs> but hopefully, um, the, the mosquito fire, a lot of the evacuations have been lifted. Yes. Um, for it. So I heard that the, and this is from Monday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I heard that the fire did not expand. But yes. they're still at like 39% containment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was, that's good news. It's a positive. It, it didn't for sure. get any larger <laughs> yeah. in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. So the rain definitely did something. Yeah. The rain, cooler temperatures, humidity. So yeah, we'll see how the, the next week plays out. So it's, I don't, I think the hot temperatures are going to be done for the year. It's supposed to be 90 on Sunday. Jesus. What the hell? <laughs> this makes no sense. I'm nope. done. No, um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh-huh. say that probably within uh, my guess is after this upcoming weekend, uh-huh. they'll open the Rubicon. I would agree. I think they will too. I think yeah. they're going to wait for past the weekend though to do it. Uh. <laughs> I don't think they're going to open it. My guess is they're not going to open it before this upcoming weekend. Uh, the, yeah, I could see them doing that. Wait until like Monday mm-hmm. to do it. 
I could see that happening. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. I'm really excited to uh, get the rig up and running again or anxious to get the rig up and running again because I don't want to miss out on snow wheeling. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to try it. these new tires in the snow. Yeah, me too. Yokohama. So yeah, I want to mm-hmm. try those new bead locks and get like mm-hmm. down low pressure mm-hmm. and then try these things in the snow and see mm-hmm. how everything works out. Yep. I was working on that bead lock video. I shot a video oh, of it. Okay. The raw footage is like an hour and a half long. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. It's because I had struggled for like an hour to put the damn wheel in the tire. Yeah. It'll it'll be a fun little video when it comes out though. Nice. You'll see Jimmy at like frustration point and then the next morning go, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you were coming back from Moab for two weeks and uh, you and just kind of turned around, looked at the camera, you went, ah, broke down again. Yeah. <laughs> That's still my own, like best ever stories, <laughs> like attention to stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a good time. Not for you, but it was fun watching the story. It's a great story. <laughs> it's for sure. It's a good story. It was, yeah, it wasn't fun at that point in time, but no. yeah. Oh man. All right. So th- on the docket for today, we've got. Uh, let's see. We've got the giveaway to talk about. We've got uh, reminders about next month to talk about. We've got a voicemail. We're going to do some reviews. We haven't done reviews in a while. So we'll get to see what people are talking and saying about us. All wonderful things because we are of the course. best off-roading podcast <laughs> out in, there in Northern, in Northern California, whatever it is. Um, and then you had a fun weekend and I did a couple things. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds do, good. You know, we hop on in. Yeah, I w- let's start with gift boxes because I think that's probably the most important information yeah. um, coming up here. There's a few things going on with gift boxes. First off, the tiers opening mm-hmm. in a matter of weeks. It'll open up in on October 1st and be open th- for the entire month. So if you're looking to move up or possibly move down, uh, mm-hmm. this would be a good opportunity for you to do that. So we have the gift boxes coming out and I think the last item is coming in today. Okay, um, nice for the gift boxes that are going to be heading out um, Mm -hmm. here this Mm -hmm. October. And we were able to get them. You know, you guys give us roughly 60 bucks. We um, equate $10 of that towards shipping. Mm -hmm. And then we try to get the boxes up to around a hundred dollars or a hundred plus. And uh, we snuck by and we're able to sneak in and do that once again. But in the future, um, and this is what's going to be changing in Mm -hmm. gift box land is it's, it's um it's near impossible for us to get fifty percent off of products. Yeah, and it's it's just been a really hard time for us to try to get like the gifts. Like we want to give you guys a good gift, and we want mm-hmm. you guys to have great products and be surprised when you get something from us. But on our end, it's it's a pain in the rear end to try to go out <laughs> to companies and ask them for a product fifty percent off. Yeah, we've I don't want to say we've exhausted resources with companies that we work with, but. You know, we also don't want you guys to get a bunch of repeat products. True. And so like going back and getting uh, whatever the stuff yeah. we've gotten in the past. Have more tape measures. Yeah, have more tape measures <laughs> or yeah, more, I don't know, whatever it is, more fire blankets or, you know, we want to make sure that it, you guys get something different every time. And so uh, approaching companies and saying, hey, we need to buy you know, 70 of this item. Can we get it at 50% off? <laughs> the company's like, yeah, we're not here to go out of business. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be lowering the the value goal for the gift boxes to make the numbers work a little bit better without charging you guys more. Yeah, we had we really had two options, right? Mm-hmm. We could either lower the value goal mm-hmm. and not 
make people cancel Patreon or re-sign <laughs> yeah. up on Patreon or excuse me on irate yeah. through PayPal and you know have to go through a legwork because you know we're going to raise the price to twenty five dollars a month and then have the goal be a hundred dollars or whatever at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're lowering the threshold. So our goal is to get you guys at twenty five to thirty percent. Mm-hmm. of a bonus, which will put you guys at somewhere around $75 to $80 a box mm-hmm. for when you give us uh, $50 to $60. Yeah. So kind of the the goal of you know the gift boxes, A, is to... Um, we're not making a whole lot of money on them. We're trying to make you guys money. Um, and it's a, a fun little project, right? So yeah. it's a fun little gift to get twice a year with some some fun items in it. So I think by also kind of decreasing the expectations out of it. It's also going to open up the door to some more fun items. Like there's been a lot of items we've been trying to get in the past that we weren't able to get because the company is just like, yeah, go pound sand or get out of here. The discount is too (laughs) steep for that. Uh, A lot of companies to work with us. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the fun things on our end is that we get to connect with a lot of companies Mm -hmm. and then hopefully our connections will allow us to open that door and then give you guys good products mm-hmm. and fun items in the gift boxes. And then you get a gift from us and a surprise of what's in there. Yeah. And yeah, the trying to hit that mark, the 50% mark was just, it was too steep. Yeah. Um, people didn't, it, well, we got denied way more often than we uh, <laughs> had any luck Yeah, to make it a little easier on us. Um, mm-hmm to keep the gift box tier going mm-hmm. and for you guys to get a, a gift from us and a surprise from us so that, uh, yeah, just, uh, we're going to lower those expectations a little. Yeah. And yeah, we've, we've been technically doing the gift box for what, f- two years now, two and a half, almost, well, three, three, almost three, three. We might've done it for three years by now, but maybe that's we all, started. Yeah. Maybe it's two and a half, two and know? a half. Yeah. But, but that's so. only like five to six boxes then that we've yes. had to kind of figure out the process and figure out how the numbers are working out on everything. So I think this is going to be a really good change. Uh, it's going to mean that you guys don't have to do anything. Right. Well, hopefully, I think it's really also going to open up the doors for some uh, cool items to get in yeah. there too. So. And that was, uh, I think I would like to stress <laughs> that the reason that we are, one of the reasons that we're lowering the bar is that so you guys don't have to do extra work and cancel accounts yeah. or change accounts or do whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause if we did raise it and say, Hey, now everybody's paying $25, but we're going to try to get you a hundred plus dollar gift boxes every single month. Everybody in that tier would have to change over. That yeah. would be a pain in the butt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think hopefully, you know, for slightly uh, uh, less expectations, we're going to be able to get connect with cooler or more uh, different or, fun um, companies and Mm -hmm. we're going to be able to get you guys some rad products here in the future. Yep. I agree. And so a reminder also that October is gift month. So that tier will be opening. So uh, if you are trying to bump up tiers from the five or the $10 tier to the gift box tier, um, you need to make sure that you cancel your five or $10 tier uh, through PayPal once you do it. So there should be a section in PayPal once you log in to look at your subscriptions and uh, you should be able to cancel that five or $10 one um, once you signed up for the other one. So. Yeah, correct. It's not done through irate. It's correct. done through PayPal. Correct. All the money side of things is done through PayPal. You just signed up on irate, mm-hmm. but you can't cancel that way to my knowledge. So yeah, yeah you need to go in and cancel through PayPal <laughs> and then sign up on irate mm-hmm. to get into that $20 tier. Yep. 
Cool. Uh, also, yeah. while you're in PayPal, if you're canceling one and moving up to the other, <laughs> make sure that your address is correct. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do it yet. I think uh, we can pull address when we pull um, who's in the tiers that we get addresses. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be shipping off of PayPal's address. And yes. there's a few people in there like Brian Bendex oh, yeah. and Debbie Poole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I, you know, you guys might want to check whose who's <laughs> address, address is, is there, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Make sure you guys' uh, PayPal info is up to date. That's your uh, warning number two. I think you're going to get one, maybe two more warnings <laughs> about yeah. it. So um, cool. So that's gift boxes. Uh, we also have a monthly giveaway going yes. on as always. Yes, we do every month. Uh huh. And so this month is gear wrench, Corey storage locker, clean out giveaway extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yes. Um, yeah. So I brought yeah, in some a, new tools. Are we going to throw those tools into the extravaganza? Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be cool. All right. They're useful. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're, they might've been slightly used. Oh yeah. But I don't think anybody will care. Did you like um, use them as shot glasses? No, I think I used them as a demo. Oh, uh, okay. They don't look like so it. they looked kind of brand new. They're just outside of their packaging. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. That, okay. I think one of them was used as the demo. Okay. When they uh, back in the day when they first <laughs> came out and they uh-huh. wanted me to make a video of it. Yep. I think this, that's uh, one of the, them that they sent me. Okay. So what are these? So this is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight piece gear wrench bolt biter set. Nice. I believe they're, are they all three eights? No, they're quarter inch and three eights. Um, mm-hmm. And then they go from uh, 16 millimeter or five eights down to seven millimeter. But the eight mm-hmm. millimeter is a five sixteenths. Nice. So these don't have the plus or the minus sizes. Oh. These are just the standard ones. Okay. But it's um, one size for the bolt biter extractors for, mm-hmm. to extract the bolt. These aren't the screw ones, which we talked about in the past, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll hit the board. <laughs> yeah. Almost dropped it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be a new item that's uh, coming down in the giveaway this month. So that, I mean, that bumps it up at least another 20 bucks, I think. <laughs> at least. Yeah. So I don't it, know how much those are. Not sure. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but besides that um, wonderful little extra item in there, mm-hmm. we have an e, e um, electronic torque wrench mm-hmm. is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I want to say e-spec, but yeah, it's not the e-spec. It's not the e-spec. <laughs> We've got a flashlight, a tape measure, a screwdriver. That's the 11 and one. Mm-hmm. We have just some normal everyday pliers, which the which nice comfy grips. Yeah, we have some I said with snips last time, but they're not snips, but they are in a way they're snips, but there's they're strong enough to probably be some snips (laughs) probably, but there's they're actually scissors, but Uh they're 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 great. I love them. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, What else we got down there? Uh, The light up uh, Puerto Rican socket set is no longer in this kit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see that. Yeah. You've it, got a it disappeared. It walked off. Yeah. I don't know where it went, but it walked off. So <laughs> grew some legs. Huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we've got the clutch uh, quarter inch impact clutch screwdriver bit adapter. I just took that out <laughs> of the figured, packaging at uh-huh. my shop. I want to try that thing out. I was using it um, to build the bar 
on, oh, yeah. the, on the DeWalt quarter inch impact. Okay. Um, it worked great. I never broke any bits, never stripped anything. I wish it was magnetic though. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got a, what is that? A nine sixteenth wrench? Probably. Which is also a 14 millimeter for all you Toyota people out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then a nice diamond tipped uh, girthy screwdriver. Yeah. Girthy. Girthy. It is girthy. Yep. And then once again, mm-hmm. we're adding in the bolt biters mm-hmm. into that mix. So yep. And a couple other things. There's a, a really cool light in there and we'll probably find some other stuff and throw them in there as well for yeah, you guys. Just like I was, <laughs> I was cleaning off. I was cleaning the shop uh, a little bit and I came across these. I have a, a few things that I kind of have doubled up now in the shop. So okay. I was like, oh, I can add these to the giveaway. Nice. So yeah. So grabbed them, brought them in. So it's also the snail trail shop clean out giveaway yeah, too. Kinda. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Definitely more f- from gear wrench Corey than from snail trail. I heard you might have a set of coilovers over there that you're trying to clean out. Yeah. If anybody's interested <laughs> in getting some coilovers before Tyler shows up, no, <laughs> you guys can definitely have them. I expect Ben over at like <laughs> 9 a.m. on uh, going to fly over. <laughs> Like, so this episode, I don't know. I, I release it. I set, schedule it to come out at 420 in the morning, but I don't think it comes like is released at that point in time because, uh. well, at least Google, my Google uh-huh. um, podcast that I use set, whatever I look at it, it finds it like an hour or so later. Interesting. So I think the RSS feed for Google is slow. Yeah, I don't know why Google it's always kind of up the RSS. It's always been slow picking up the RSS feed. So I'm not sure what their, their trolling rate is on right. their RSS bots. But yeah. um, maybe I should try yeah. like 418 and see if it like hits immediately. <laughs> yeah. But if Ben, I, I suspect Ben's an Apple guy. He does seem kind of like he an Apple does, guy. And he's a Ford guy. So yeah, I assume he's an Apple hand hand, guy. Yeah. So he, there's probably trolls really fast. Mm-hmm. So he should be at my house probably at like 5 a.m. 5 a.m. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I think that's about right. And Ben, I won't be there. <laughs> uh, he's going to climb in through a window and go digging yeah. for the coilovers. Fox, aren't they Fox? <laughs> yeah, Fox 14 inch, 14 inch uh, coilovers, 2.0 uh, remote resis. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Up for grabs. No, <laughs> <laughs> I need those. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming in the pipeline for the the podcast regarding suspensions. Yes. So I'm really excited to talk with this individual. Oh yeah. I've already started kind of like asking him questions and <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yes, he is. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I've already, yeah, I've picked his brain a bunch and, uh, come to some interesting outcomes for the Samantha build. Yeah. So cool. We'll talk about that. I think later on as mm-hmm. well, what those, what those kind of ideas are. Um, cool. Let's see. We have a voicemail. Okay. Somebody called in and wanted to say hi to us. Yay. Hi. Hi. Mystery person. It's Craig from Oklahoma. Whoa. Yeah. Craig from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's see here. Craig from Oklahoma said he's not going to leave a 45 minute voicemail. You can't. So that, um, that works. I know, right? <laughs> Unless he calls back uh, 15 times. What did that be? All right. So let's hear what Craig has to say, shall we? Hey, this is Craig from Oklahoma again. Uh, not going to leave a 45 minute voicemail about beer again. Um, oh, his beer crew. I just wanted to leave a voicemail of appreciation. Um, I'm living vicariously through guys. I'm living this overloaded mountain rock color life in Oklahoma. And also, uh, I'm 
loving learning about all the stuff you It's great. It's the only off-road podcast I can listen to and I've tried. Uh, and, uh, Jimmy, I want to say hey, you are doing a great job as a stepdad, dad, and I appreciate how much it, you love your stepdaughter. Um, I'm sure you don't hear that from the author, so you need to hear it. But I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best off-road podcast in Oklahoma, number one growing, whatever, uh, Toyota, whatever, Jeep, not mudding podcast in Oklahoma. Perfect. T-shirt. Appreciate you guys. Can't do anything else you want to win because I don't have any other stuff. But thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Still too long. Have a great day. <laughs> that awesome, was super Craig. cool. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. I do mm-hmm. uh, love my stepdaughter and mm-hmm. um, embrace her. Yeah, for sure. She's a she's a cool girl. And I think, you know, taking her to Disneyland and everything that we did down in Southern California, that she had an absolute ball. Unfortunately, uh, we learned that Super Mario Land is going to be opening like February. They're making a Super Mario Land? At Universal Studios. Ah. And it's supposed to have a Mario Kart race. Okay. So I think we're going to be going back sooner than later. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I'm super excited for that. So that'll be, that'll be fun, but that's cool. I mean, I'm glad we're the number one growing fastest off-road mudding pod, non-mudding Toyota podcast out in Oklahoma. So that that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And Je- <laughs> what was the, the other stuff thrown in there and Jeeps and everything else? Uh-huh. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. No, that was super cool. That's a uh, beer Craig. So I'm going for every, if ever, I don't remember if everybody remembers, does that make sense? Sure. I don't know what I'm saying a lot of times um, that he called in a while ago to talk about uh, beer and how gozas are made. Yes. And mm-hmm. sours. Absolutely. Um, After so, we went to high water brewing. Yes. Right. Yeah. That was a really cool uh, series of voicemails <laughs> that we got to yeah. listen to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I do appreciate everything, Craig. Thank you. Yep. I agree. So Let's see. Um, we did a voicemail. We got some reviews to catch up on. Yeah, we do. We have how many? Do you know how many reviews we've had? I know it's been a while, and I think we've. Uh, oh, and I sent Mart. Mart, I sent you your four hundredth um, pa- um, review package that you won for the giveaway um, that nice. we're doing. So that also means that um, coming up fairly soon, we should be hitting um, four hundred and fifty reviews. Mm-hmm. which uh, we'll be giving away another swag pack. Mm-hmm. And um, once we get to 500 reviews, which Craig alluded to, mm-hmm. uh, we're giving away a winch. So yeah, buddy. We're not probably... Uh, I mean, we've got roughly 100 reviews to go, my guess, if not a little bit less. So we are at 416. 416. Yep. yep. Awesome. We're almost a quarter of the way... or Yeah, a quarter yeah. of the way to 450. Almost, yep. yeah, yeah, third of the way, about. All right, so some of the reviews we have coming up here. It's from uh, Cruising to Camp podcast with a lot of exclamation points. Okay, <laughs> so Cruising to Camp podcast left us a review. He did indeed, nice. or, nice. or they did indeed. Yeah, because they have multiple personalities over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it says the review five stars. If you like camping in Toyotas, working on Toyotas, and maybe even pooping on Jeeps, <laughs> <laughs> this might be the podcast for you. Fantastic. Listen with the snail trail boys. 
Nice. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Um, if nobody's uh, seen yet, he's making additions to his uh, Burfield chalice. Oh, I saw a photo of it mm-hmm. on our group th- uh, text thread. Yep. But yeah, that it looks quite interesting. Yeah. Hopefully um, he finally cleaned it. I doubt it. <laughs> you just, it gets cleaner the more you drink out of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one here is from Kirian. Perfect. <laughs> Don't try it again. It says good. Li- good. Listen. Even if you're not a Toyota fanboy, a lot of fun to listen to Jimmy and Tyler and their various guests. I like the laid back nature of the podcast makes it feel like you're just listening to a few buddies chat at the end of the day. Which is kind of true. I mean, that's what we strive for. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's like we don't. We literally don't chat other times because we're like, yeah, oh, we need to chat. We need to chat about this on the podcast. Yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk business. Uh-huh. But we won't talk about what we're up to. Yeah, we kind of like keep it hidden and secret from each other. <laughs> Dude, you'll never guess what I did yeah. this last well, week. What'd you no do? I'm not idea. telling you. Yeah, I said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go for your bachelor weekend? I can't tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'll whatever. tell you in one word to hit the big red button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one is from uh, B. Man, I'm getting old. B spill one it says great show. Thanks. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Is that a t-shirt one? No. I still I need so. to make one of those t-shirts. Though. I think we should make a t-shirt one out of Craig's figure out exactly <laughs> what he said. Beer Craig. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> figure out exactly what he said and just put that on, the, on a t-shirt on the back. <laughs> just a paragraph of it. Perfect. Uh, well, you don't delete them. So yeah, yeah, we could, we could dive into that. That is true. We could. Uh, next one here is it's Jess five, seven, five, seven says the best four by four podcast with a bunch of exclamation points says there's not many podcasts that'll give away a free winch. So that makes yours the best. Love it. I'm so glad that our bribery is working. Just <laughs> right. <FYI. laughs> We're going to have to figure out something for a thousand. I know, right? I don't, I didn't think we'd get to 500. Like when you first said that and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can give away a winch because it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, and less we, than 100 away. Yes. I'm like, uh oh, now we've like, actually oh, got to man, give away I a actually winch. have to, you know, give away my winch. Mm-hmm. And my winch, like last time I was out and used it, it was going pretty damn slow. So I'm kind of like, I may need that winch soon. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, last one for today is going to be from Mr. Lincoln. Um, the huh? sorry, that's the title. The name is six nine 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 six nine. And it says Mr. Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> says the best four by four off road and camping podcast by far <clears throat> from Abraham Lincoln in 1860. Wait, there's a more in the full review here. No, that's it. Interesting. Sweet. Yeah. That's it. So from Mr. Abraham Lincoln and dated 1860. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Lincoln. You guys know what four by four in was in 1860. Heck yeah. You, you, you could see what they could do with those horses, man. Was the wheel even invented then? Mm, I don't know. They might have had horse drawn carriages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those big ass tricycles or the bicycles. Oh, that yeah. was one huge wheel and one little tiny I one. I want to try to ride one of those. It would be very entertaining. They're very hard. I can imagine that they would be. It'd be like a unicycle with not much balance helping. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. All right. So that's going to do it for today on reviews. Sounds good. So thank you guys for writing in. Uh, we love the camaraderie. We love hearing from Abraham Lincoln. Um, hopefully you guys are remembering the account names um, of uh, and uh, what you wrote in because when we pick winners, we're using the account names that they're written on. So um, keep that in mind as we pick winners for swag packs because every 50 we do a swag pack out to people. And so where the next swag pack is going to be 450 and that's the last one. Yeah. Because after that it's 500 and that's a winch. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Unless we do a thousand, then we might do every 50 up. I wonder if there. we can get like a, a set of tires for a thousand. That would be kind of cool. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk to our new buddies over at Yokohama. Oh, here's a, something else I meant to talk with you about. We're going to talk about it now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we are looking at setting up a sales channel for Yokohama tires for the podcast. Yes. So that listeners can um, look at getting a set of tires from Yokohama and uh, have a place to go to do that. Correct. <laughs> so um, we're looking at our good friend Morgan over at Sidetracked Off-Road. Yes, I've, I'm aware of that. Yep. And uh, he's all on board for Sweet. it. Yeah. So good. Morgan's all up for it. He's like, hell yeah, let's get this going. Let's... Uh, set up a fun little sales channel for tires. Um, but Yokohama in order for him to get an account open with Yokohama, he has to order 30 tires, which I'm like, I need new tires on the F one fifty. So sure. Uh-huh. I like really bad. So I'm like, okay, I'll take up four of those tires for myself. Um, we also had a couple of, uh, other listeners quite, a, I think they were up to like five, six or seven now that have reached out about where they can get some tires. Oh, interesting. Some Yokohama tires. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do essentially a group order and see how many of that initial order we can get sold um, before placing the order with Yokohama. Okay. So um, if anybody was interested in the Yokohama tires, go look at the Yokohama website, pick out what you want and um, send that into myself or Jimmy and we'll put it all together in a sidetracked off roads opening order with Yokohama and that way they'll get the account set up. Once the account is set up, then um, we have an ongoing sales channel for people to order tires through sweet through Morgan. So um, yeah, uh, all everybody that had been reaching out about Yokohama tires, reach back out um, and we can put in a big order together. And that way we get the sales channel open for uh, future stuff here for the podcast. Yes, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I knew that was sort of coming down the line, but I think that's a great idea to figure out what the initial 30 are that we need to order to mm-hmm. just open that up. So, and yeah. it's cool to support our local buddy Morgan and, mm-hmm. and have him, you know, turn in return supporting us mm-hmm. by opening that up. So, yep. And Morgan does some, uh, phenomenal prices. If you go and pick your stuff up from him, which I mean, I, that means you're kind of localized more to NorCal region. Um, he really does take care of you um, and he does everything he can to take care of you. Um, if you're not local and you got to ship stuff, um, just give him a call and tell him that you're uh, reaching out on behalf from snail trail four by four and he'll give you a, a nice discount, whatever he can do. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so go check out Morgan at sidetracked off road. Um, let us know what you guys were interested in for the Yokohama tires and we'll put it all together for you and uh, get that order going as soon as possible here for everybody. Sweet. So that's exciting news. Yeah. I might need some tires for Samantha. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you know that Morgan has a uh, steel bead locks for like 150 bucks? What? No. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was perusing through his beadlock stuff yesterday. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, he's got steel beadlocks for 150 bucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll go that direction. So, I mean, he's just, I'm, I don't know. He's got so much stuff like products that he has access to through sidetracked off road. So definitely go and check it out. Um, everything he's got going on at the website and um, yeah, let's get some tires to go on for everybody. Yes, let's do it. Cool. Um, I think that about does it. Yeah. The only last thing on my list here is uh, just a reminder that the form down in the description for episode 350 mm-hmm. for you guys asking ah. us or the assistant or secretary questions um, mm-hmm. for that episode. So, if you got any questions for all any or all four of us, uh, mm-hmm. put, click that link below and uh, go in there and write your question. Cool. I like it. Give us some questions. We need content for episode 350. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be us sitting around talking about I don't know, probably wine and beer and liquor, which I don't think anybody would be upset about. I don't think so either. Supposedly, there's a beer crisis in the United States. That's right what now. I saw. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe it. It, it was a carbon dioxide or car, right? Yeah. I, okay. That makes, I mean, if it's a, like a carbon dioxide thing or yeah, I, cause I just kind of made the joke. I was like, well, that just means everyone's going to switch over to white claws. Finally, <laughs> no matter how much you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But even then that's uh, carbonized or carbonation of those. I know, but if it's a carbonation thing, then, you know, maybe we'll just all have to go back to wine and create a wine bottle shortage again, yeah. wine, so. <laughs> whiskey or vodka or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know, growing hops would be a fun side gig. If you are in an area that's, you know, has a lot of breweries nearby that does their own brewing, then. Yeah. When I was looking into it, you, they, people wanted a lot. Like, so you had to have like acres of hops Uh, and they want them in pellet form (laughs) and they, and to be tested so that they know how many, whatever the, how hoppy the hops are. Okay. And so, you know, it was like, oh, I can grow a bunch of plants. That's yeah. no problem. <laughs> you know, and then it turned into like, no, we need thousands of plants and mm-hmm. you need to pelletize them and you need to go get them all tested or a bunch mm-hmm. of them tested. So we know the hoppiest. I'm like, ah, that's more than I want to do. I wonder what the profit margins are um, when you compare them between hops and weed. It's <laughs> so like weeds probably way. Higher. I would guess weeds <laughs> way higher because <laughs> I was like, Man, there's a lot of industrial places uh, building up around NorCal that are growing weed. What if they all kind of switched over and devoted an acre to hops? And I was like, I don't think they would. I think the profit margins are way higher on weed. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too familiar with uh, the process of growing weed, but I do know that they come from the same family. Um, The hops and weed plants are actually quite similar. Um, But I think that. Did you guys talk about this on Garden Hour, no. Garden Power, the Flower Power, <laughs> Garden Hour yeah. with Marlene? No, yeah. we didn't. Okay. Um, I talked. To, I've talked about it with some of some friends that do grow. Okay. Um, but my hops are. I mean, I just leave them. Yeah. All the time, and they grow fine. Uh-huh. And uh, pot do you, plants, you don't do that. Uh, do you use your hops? Have you like harvested them, used them for anything? The very first year I started growing hops, I've used them. Okay. I harvest them, I dried them, um, kind of set them, you know, got them ready for that. And I'm not sure if I did it right, but I only end up with like, you know, they look like little tiny pine cones, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so all I ever did was I threw them in a beer and what they, it's what they call dry hopping. 
Okay. And so you like, say I had a Coors Light and I poured it in a glass and then I threw some hops from my plant that are dried. I threw them in there. You made beer tea. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And it raises the hoppiness of, okay. of a beer. Got it. That's all I've ever done with mine. This okay. year, I've my plants are flour, flourishing. <laughs> they, they look, they're the biggest they've ever grown. Uh-huh. Like, you know how I have them, I have them set up on a ladder uh-huh. and then I put a piece of bamboo up from <laughs> yes. there. Yeah. They grew all the way up that and fell and have grown, but fallen no about shit. halfway back down to the ground. Wow. That's like 15 feet yeah. to the top of the, the pole you put on there. Yeah. They probably grew at least 20 feet tall. Wow. And then folded over like <laughs> five feet or ten, seven feet or something like that. And, um, in my experience, the like more hops grow above 10 feet okay. than below 10 feet. Uh, so the taller the plant grows, uh-huh. the, the more, more hops, hops you you're going to get. Yeah. And there, and it's like, you know, maybe like, let's just say, and I'm, I'm talking out of my rear end here for every foot below that is below 10 feet, like five hops grow uh-huh. on this plant. Every foot above 10 feet, there's like 40 hops. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> when you said more, I didn't think it was like no, that it's much like more. triple Jeez. or quadruple. It's it's crazy. Wow. So that, yeah, I have the I I did a video a little while on my personal Instagram, and I yeah. scanned by, and I was like, "Where are you at, Marlene, the plant lady?" <laughs> she didn't respond. Yeah, oh. yeah. You got to send that to the the group thread with her, and I should. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. Well, that's a interesting. I just I don't know. I've never looked into growing plants. I can't grow plants. Yeah. They, they all die. So they're it's an impossible. interesting plant. So one of the things after we do this house swap, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the house that we're going to move into gets beat pretty hard on the west side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like stepchildren. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> my stepdaughter almost got beat this morning. Uh oh, <laughs> she was just being a pill. Uh, maybe I shouldn't put that on the air. We can edit that out. I've okay. never ever hit it. that girl. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it was photo day today. Uh, it's cool. And yeah, and nothing. She like we had an outfit picked out the mm-hmm. night before. We had shoes and socks and everything picked out, right? And then she woke up this morning. She's like, I don't want to wear that. Sounds like you my know. wife. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, but you know, but we and now which you uh-huh. couldn't do before, like when I was growing up, now you can choose your background. What? Yeah. And there's like what? 20 backgrounds you can choose. So we found an outfit uh-huh. and then we went and chose a background so that they, you know, you're not wearing a purple shirt and a purple background. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Just flo- there's a head floating in air. Right. You know, and she's like, I don't want to wear it. And we're like, too late. You already, you know, and man, I went downhill from there. Like she didn't want to eat. Like we have cereal and a banana usually in the morning and she didn't want to eat her banana. And we're like, all right, fine. Go grab a nectarine. And she's like, I don't want to eat that either. And we're like, you know, it just was just bad after bad after Here bad. You get spinach then. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, oh, it, was, it, it turned into one of those scenarios where it's like, all right, if you're not doing this, you're not going to get to dessert tonight. And then mm-hmm. it all of a sudden is like, oh, fine, I'll eat the banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, where were we? Oh, uh, so we're moving house swap, moving into my parents' house. That house has a west facing, like a huge wall that's west facing. Mm-hmm. So at sunset, it just gets cooked. Yeah. Um, but hops grow during the summer, mm-hmm. and so I've thought about lining a bunch of those hops up on the west facing wall oh. and growing them up to up the, the second house. story. <laughs> so then during summertime, they're shading the house, uh. and then during winter. 
they die off. They, yeah. they're, it's a rhizome. So they, they go all, they die off all the way to the roots ah. and then they regrow from the roots every year. Okay. And so, yeah, just cut them down, let them reset. And the next year they start growing up the wall again. Yeah. Would you put like a lattice on the wall or something to, for I them to climb up or do they climb the something. wall just fine? No, they okay. wouldn't climb the wall fine. I would have to have something up there. But if okay. I'm going to remove, if I'm planning on removing the, the vine every mm-hmm. year, uh, a lattice would suck. Do they <laughs> smell really hoppy? No. Okay. I was like, whoever's in that room there on that west wall <laughs> yeah. just gets a beer high hop yeah. high all day. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> open that window <laughs> up. I'm sleeping in this room. Oh, man. No, but I, I okay. was, you know, a lot of people do something similar, like, mm-hmm. you know, with um, some vines or grapes or wisteria, all these things that will grow and flourish during, you know, spring and summer and then mm-hmm. de leaf. Um, during the winter so that like maybe sun goes down on the patio instead of being shaded. So I thought about doing it with hops. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I approve. Thanks. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So uh, before we get into your weekend, um, we'll cover mine real quick because mine's going to be quick and pretty lame. Sure. Um, All I really did was I swapped out my radiator. (laughs) Boring. Boring. Next topic. (laughs) No, um, I was, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about my heating issues, I think on the last episode or last Thursday's episode. Um, and, uh, I'm just like, you know what, let's just put a three core radiator in. Um, the other issue is that I have the, the black magic flex light fan, which is a really freaking awesome electric fan, but it doesn't fit on the radiators very well. Oh, interesting that I have. And so there's gaps in it and I'm like, I, it, it's pulling a lot of airflow, but I'm pretty sure it's pulling airflow in through the gaps too. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And so uh, I found a uh, radiator. It's a three core aluminum. So it's a little bit thicker. So mm-hmm. there's mo- more capacity in the radiator as well and an extra core. So there's more uh, surface area for water to cool off on inside the radiator as well. So I got that and that radiator came with an electric fan and um, shroud built to the radiator. Oh, nice. Okay. So it has zero gaps. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely. not, it's not as strong of a fan as the flex light black magic one, but there's no gaps now in Just the shroud. Wire it for 24 volt <laughs> to speed up the higher <laughs> voltage on it. Right. Um, so I'm like, well, let's see how that does. So um, I also turns out the thermostat for the three, four engine, the Toyota three, four, the jiggler valve on it. If you set it at the bottom six o'clock rather than 12 o'clock, you're supposed to get like a 10 degree decrease in temperature on your engine. Okay. I don't know what it, what's a jiggler valve. Jiggler valve is the, the essentially the hole in the top of the, in the thermostat that allows a uh, fluid to go through the thermostat without opening up the thermostat. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's can, a really small hole. It's like one eighth inch inner diameter. And you can move that location. You just rotate the thermostat. So 180 degree. Oh, mm-hmm. Rotate it clockwise or counterclockwise yeah. wherever you place it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So like in a 22 RE, you're used to a 22 RE thermostat, which sits level on top of the engine block. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter really which way it goes. Got it. But yeah. because the thermostat in the three, four is vertically mounted right at the water pump. Um, apparently it matters which direction you put that jiggler valve, oh. where you put it, huh. where you clock it at. Yeah. And so if you clock it at six o'clock, I, when I took it out, it was clocked at 12 o'clock. Apparently having it at six o'clock is what the factory service manual calls for 
as well as it supposedly makes your engine run 10 degrees cooler. Oh. So I'm like, okay. So if you want five degrees, you put it at uh, three or three six. Three or six, maybe? <laughs> or I, don't, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, three or nine. Um, so I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to go for it. So I put all, all that back together. Um, the cooling system is all back together, but I can't turn on the vehicle to burp the cooling system because I haven't got my alternator back from Premier yet. Oh. So yeah, they told me it would be two to three day turnaround time from the time they received it. And then it's I, been a few weeks. We're on week number three. <laughs> so I, so yeah. I did. I did want to ask you, um, like what did, did, did you talk to premier about what happened and mm-hmm. about how you, I mean, how you accidentally messed up because mm-hmm. you didn't flip the switch and how maybe they should consider not making the 12 volt side active if the DC side is or the AC side active while the DC side is going yeah, and make that switch like a permanent cutoff so that it, you, you know, kind of air quotes, idiot proof, mm-hmm. Mr. Idiot over there. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. what did, what did they say about that? They said, Oh, that's probably a good idea. We'll look into it. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's not that hard to do. They have a light that comes on when you flip that switch. Sure. So I'm like, they already have the, that whole circuit set up to be an on off circuit. Um, it would just be a matter of hooking in the relay control, adding in a relay to it and hooking in a relay control that runs off of the light circuit. <laughs> so when you flip yeah. it on and the light turns on, then it engages this, the circuit for the um, 110 volt circuit. But I'm like, as of right now, the way it's wired, it seems like that that circuit always has power. It just has a transformer built into it so that when you flip the switch, the transformer gets engaged to bump up the power outage, the amperage to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't you just add a relay in there? And that way it's, it's idiot proof and you don't have people accidentally burning up their alternators. "Eh, Yeah. Whatever. Like this idiot over here. Yep. Yeah. So I'm fixing that problem by not using power tools off it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> but it was originally when you got the premiere, it was one of the selling points. It was like, I can of, use yeah. all my corded tools on this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I'm like, well, now that that's a problem using the corded tools on it, then yeah. you know, fuck it. All right. Well, fine. and now that you built your bar with all these power tools that you were able to get. Yes. I had to buy the power tools in order to build the bar. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Couldn't use the corded ones. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can't test and see if the truck's running any better because you don't have an alternator. Nope. You don't want to drive and drive out on the freeway and have it die and not be able to come home. Yep. Um. And so yeah, it's a and one of my batteries is at six and a half volts. Oh geez. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I killed a battery doing all this too. Bummer. So I got to replace one of the batteries now as well. But yeah, so that's what I did. Yeah. Um. Everything nice. fit up great though. I okay. had the radiator and everything swapped out in about an hour. Um, and redid the wiring plug on it to be a waterproof wiring plug. Um, so that the, the, the wiring for the fan, um, and it all plugs and it just plugs directly into the temperature control relay that I have set up on it all. So nice. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be nice once you're able to drive it again. Yeah. Once I'm able to drive it, I'm waiting on the alternator still to show up as well as all my stuff from uh, busted knuckle off road. So they told me it would be five to six days to receive all that. And we're on week two and a half now. <laughs> so, eh. so that's, 
four days over business days. Which is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I'm just kind of like, well, I have these weekends now to work on the stuff. I right. want to work on it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Cool. I own, I own an off-road business. I get what's going on. Sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was my weekend. Other than that, I just hung out with family. It was my grandmother's and my uncle's birthday. Um, so we celebrate their birthday on the same day. So the family got together and uh, hung out with everybody and got to catch up and it was a fun, relaxing Sunday. So cool. Yeah. Nice. What Sounds did you good. do, Mr. Bachelor? Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to hear this story. Well, let's see. I was, I was supposed to be at Marlin Crawler Roundup. You were. And a lot why of people were, you, were. Well, yeah. Why were you not there then? Uh, because the fire was going on mm-hmm. and the Rubicon was closed and Marlin Crawler decided to uh, cancel the event because mm-hmm. of everything that's going on up here in Northern California. So I also got invited to go out to Ford ice with hustle nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's supposed to be smoky. I don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was invited to go down to doozy and wheel doozy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, that's kind of far. Yeah. It's a long and trip. It is a long trip. <laughs> it would have been a fun trip, I think, but yeah. it's a long trip. Um, let's see. And then I knew some people going to Barrett. Okay. And I was like, that could be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I don't want to go up in the area. I think it's going to be smoky as well. Yeah. Um, though I heard it wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but still meant it was smoky. Yeah. So uh, I was sort of sitting around trying to twiddle my thumbs, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do. Um, I saw on Facebook or on Instagram, excuse me, that uh, Dimitri was headed out to King Kong Brewing mm-hmm. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that might be fun. I can just go down there, have a few beers, hang out and see what everybody's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we were in our uh, one of our, our podcast group chat with like wheeling wine and whiskey and cruising to camp and us. Okay. And somebody was like, what do you, so what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I have no idea. I might wash some trucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then like within a, like a few minutes later, I got a phone call from Jason green. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. And he said, Hey, if you're not doing anything this weekend, we're shorthanded at the ah, Esperita for safety clinic. There you go. And we could really use some extra help. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll, I can do that. Yeah. That sounds like a fun thing to go and do. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, are you going to DeRose? Uh-huh. And he's like, I am. I'm like looking at my watch and I go, okay, I got an hour and a half that I need to pack. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually goes like somewhere around three or I think they close at four. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I think maybe I asked him, are you going to DeRose? What time? And he said, maybe he said three. And I was like, okay, I got like an hour and a half to pack. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh-huh. talked a little bit about food and lo- some of the logistics. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I needed to go to the grocery store. I needed to go back to the shop and take the rooftop tent off of bobcat and throw it on to charlotte and um i needed to do some packing which isn't terribly bad i really i just needed to pack my clothes because i just threw the whatever was in the bins i just yeah, threw, threw it, it into, the charlotte, tr- into yeah. the truck i got to the shop to swap the um rooftop tents and i was very tempted to be like eh, it's kind of a lot of work to switch to the rooftop tents <laughs> just take bobcat maybe i'll just drive bobcat <laughs> onto the trailer and uh, <laughs> tow all the way yeah. down i'm like Oh, that sounds like a lot of work too, <laughs> towing that whole way. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I swapped the tent and bombed down there. I got there at 3.15. So I was 15 minutes later than I mm. tried to get there. But mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't bad. 
uh, cruise down was fine. It was uh, nice and easy. I didn't really, I mean, I maybe could have made up that 15 minutes, but I didn't worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, got down to DeRose, had a great time there. Um, one of the owner's sons was doing the tasting. And so we got to taste some bottles that weren't necessarily on the list. The super secret ones? Yeah, kind of. Nice. That was and, the best. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, the owner came by and okay. uh, Jason knows him. And so they started talking about it. And then he pulled out another bottle and we <laughs> had uh, another <laughs> sip of something else. And uh-huh. Yeah, at the end there, I was like, "Oh man, all all these wines are good. Like, yes. <laughs> they don't make a bad winery or a wine at all." And I learned a lot. They um, like they do as they don't use yeast. Mm-hmm. They do natural fermentation. Okay, so there's yeast on the um the skins and yeast in the air in the winery, and they just use that. They just let huh. it naturally ferment. Interesting. Yeah, and it okay. it's risky because. It, the yeast or the could die when it's making the alcohol process at like 3% yeah. and you don't get a, a good <laughs> you wine. You don't get to 14, yeah. Exactly. But I guess they've been doing this process for so long and getting grapes from the same vineyards for so long. Mm-hmm. They know or they can expect what alcohol outcome Interesting. in the process. Okay. So um, I did, so a little future casting here. Um, I ended up working the stair steppers at section with wheeling wine and whiskey okay. with Jason and Chris, both of them. And between sessions, um, between people going out and then coming back to our section, uh-huh. uh, we sat down and recorded a podcast. Okay. And I don't know when that one will be out, but we did cover this much more in depth okay. in, on their podcast. So I'm kind of glazing the surface on that. Okay. But we, and then we tried some like carbonic wine where they, uh, I think they made, made, I think they had the grapes and they were starting the fermentation process, but then they put CO2 in okay. and cover so that the top layer of grapes weren't touching air. Oh, interesting. They were touching okay. uh, yeah. CO2. Yeah. It, not enough to carbonate the wine, uh-huh. but enough to separate it from oxygen. From oxygen. Yeah. And so it, Changed the whole flavor of the wine. Interesting that way, and it was a white wine, but they must have had some red grape skins in there because it was like a rosé looking thing. Okay. But it was made with like, um, like a Z- uh, like a Zin grape. It was really weird, <laughs> I, and I'm not sure weird. that whole process. Yeah. And we talk about it a little bit more. Okay, but it was it's super tasty. So anyway, so we we tasted like four whites and we tasted i don't know, like four reds their old vine syrah mm. was so good old vines are great yes. yeah um it was super tasty and so i ended up buying a case of their cab franc oh, which is awesome uh-huh. and then i bought a case <laughs> another one of and i said all four whites that we tasted and i normally don't buy whites uh-huh. but though they were super good um, one of them was that carbonic wine. Okay. Um, and then I bought two of the old vine Syrahs, two of their Zins. And then I bought, um, two of the, uh, of another year, an older year Franck. Uh-huh. And then I bought, uh, they also make international wines. Okay. And I bought a Chianti and a Malbec. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> just carrying these two, carrying cases. two cases out to the, you know, <laughs> to go out to be an in, help instruct in a four by four event. It was super funny, <laughs> but that play, man, if you ever go to Hollister Hills and you have time, 
it's only like a half a mile mm-hmm. further past the schoolhouse uh-huh. for the off-roading section. And the winery is outstanding. I they, still haven't been to DeRose. Yeah. It, yeah. We would be members there mm-hmm. if it wasn't so far away. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you could do the shipping thing, but it just costs a lot at that point in time. Yeah. That or we're members there and we go and pick up like once a year. Yeah. Once a year at the safety clinics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, after that we went back to the area five, the camping area and more people showed up by that point. Uh, Dolly and Eric were there. Oh, nice. Um, checkpoint Dolly. Mm-hmm. They were volunteering as well. And then there was the, a bunch of people from the Esprit de Fork um, club that mm-hmm, were there. Mm-hmm. And really, we just hung out that night. Um, Jason, I continued to, we, Jason cooked dinner. Um, he made tr- uh, a steak and then he did mushrooms on it. And we had, um, he also grilled up some veggies. And then I bought a potato salad and mac salad. Nice. And so we had this feast between the two of us and yeah. we were drinking, we we're eating red meat. So I was like, let's open another bottle of wine. Yeah. So we kept drinking wine. I drank wine all night until I had a, I think I had a banquet beer was like the last <laughs> thing I had before I went to bed. Uh, okay. Um, Kelly, uh, the, one of the previous presidents was there mm-hmm. and he pulled out this like cookie dough ice cream or cookie dough, uh, lager or something like that beer. Oh, it, you would have loved it. Uh-huh. It was horrible. <laughs> I could like, I'm like, Ooh, that is sweet. And like it was a cookie dough lager or was it, was it like a, a cookie dough stout? I don't think a, it was a stout. It okay. was something, it was like a cookie dough IPA or something. Uh, I don't know if I would have liked it then. It was, it tasted like cookie dough, but uh-huh. I was like, I don't want that as a beer. <laughs> okay. And he didn't either. So then I brought some, uh, Loomis Basin brewery beers down and nice. I brought a, um, like a, what do they call it? California cruising. It's just like a light mm-hmm. um, ale of some sort. So uh, I gave him one of those. Uh, we had fair. I mean, I think we were up to like 11, maybe 12 and just chilled, relaxed. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have a fire. We're just all sitting around. Yeah. Um, and went to bed. Nice. Uh, the next that day. That was all Friday? That was Friday. So okay. the next day, um, you know, everybody's up at like seven, organizing, laying out flags. Um registration opens at seven 30. Everybody's supposed to be there before eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I went around and I asked the Magnuson Magnuson. I, I can't Magnus. I don't, I don't remember his, it's either Magnuson or Magnus. Okay. Um, he's sort of the head honcho over like organizer of the event. So okay. I was like, Hey, I'm here to volunteer. What do you need me to do? He's like, actually, you know, can you go over and relieve that guy? He's supposed to be checking vehicles. Um, and I was like, sure. So I walked over there, I took his vest, asked him what he's doing. He's pretty much lining everybody up for registration. So whenever uh-huh. somebody came in the gate, I put him in line and then, you know, sent Went him over registration. Yeah. Then okay. they, they were taking two people at a time at registration. So I just, yeah. All right. You know, so I sat there until eight 15 or so when nobody mm-hmm. else was coming and I was like, okay. And nobody was in line. So I was like, if anybody comes in, you know, they're just going to come straight to registration. Yeah. And everybody's like, yep, that's fine. At nine, I think they start the class session. Okay. And go for a few, an hour or two hour, two, maybe a little two and a half hours ish. Okay. Um, with and they talk about everything. Yeah. You know, there I learned some stuff from their <laughs> uh, you know, their discussion. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and uh CJ with the CJ was there. Oh, cool. Yes. How's he doing? So cool to see him. Yeah. He's doing good. He's walking around with a cane. Nice. I guess his pain is way down. That's good. Um, he's uh yeah, he's still Can you imagine the the pain that he was in? No. 
dude. No, if I've had if a your nerve. sciatic nerve has to rebuild itself. <laughs> yes. Can you uh, fucking imagine no. that? Dude, I've had a pinched nerve. Yeah. And that sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can't imagine a nerve trying to grow. Right. I had a guy at my old uh, my when I was a graphic designer job. Um, he got in a motorcycle accident. And he lost his nerve that went from like his shoulder to his elbow and controlled his bicep. Okay. And every once in a while, I would see him just wincing in pain because <laughs> oh. it, the nerve will regrow. Yeah. But it grows the entire it, length. It has to. Yes. Yeah, wherever it died, uh-huh. it has to grow the entire way down. It yeah. won't grow like it won't grow back up towards. They won't come together and meet like finger cuffs. Correct. You know, it will. It has to regrow the whole length. And so, yeah. And they only grow like a centimeter a year. Yeah. It's crazy. You know? So, yeah, some nuts. So, yeah, great to see him. Um, See him walking around. I met his That's fiance. Good. Oh, I've cool. I've never met her. So it was mm-hmm. the first time I met her. Yeah, he uh, was up on stage. You know, it was him, Jason Green, uh, and Kelly doing the the lecture. Nice. And yeah, they cover everything. They cover, you know, safety, equipment, you know, beginning off-roading. This is a beginning off-roading course. So they they cover the whole gamut. And it's, a, I mean, I told Jason, I'm like, man, like you you cover everything and it's a lot of information and I, you know, it's impossible to retain everything. Yeah. But there are people engaged, you know, they were talking okay. about winching and proper ways to winch and people are asking questions. And mm-hmm. so it was good. So then after that, then they break for lunch. And when they break for lunch, everybody goes to their section and they okay. have lunch with their group. Okay. And uh, this year they changed things up a little bit. There was only four groups uh-huh. and everybody does tire placement first. Oh, and they okay. made a bunch of tire placement um, obstacles, object, obsta- yeah. yeah, obstacles, which is pretty much a four by four mm-hmm. cut like four inches tall. Yeah. Right. So it's like a four by four cube. Yeah. And your goal and then they lay them out and your goal is to hit them with your first, tires. First, you try to hit the first two on your driver's side tire, mm-hmm. driver's side front. Then you hit the next two with your passenger side front and then they tell you to hit them with your rear tires. Okay. So you're really trying to learn tire placement. Yep. And that was my number one feedback when uh, the assistant did it a few years ago mm-hmm. is she had that tire placement like one of the last things. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like this is, she should have really had that first. Yeah. Because then you go out and do obstacles and you understand when somebody says, hit this with your passenger tire. Yeah. What do you, you need to do? To you do know that? where your passenger <laughs> tire is. Yeah. So I'm glad to see they took my advice. I mean, it's all my fault that they did it this way and Uh it makes it better. Uh So yeah. So after lunch, after you're with you, do you get royalties for that? No. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, I did talk to them. Remind me about that later because Jason sort of told me about what, where the money goes. And so remind me about that. Um, but yeah, after, so they all eat in their group, their groups of four, and then they go out they do the tire placement and then they head out into the park. Okay. And so there's four groups. There's two main obstacles. There's the stair stepper, which I worked and then mm-hmm. there's the frame twister, which pretty much has like trees falling down on the ground, right? Yeah, that you okay. have to drive through. Yeah. And then there's two trail runs. Okay. So, and then they rotate more or less in a circle. So yeah. if somebody comes down to the stair stepper, then goes out and does a trail run, mm-hmm. then comes down to the frame twister and then goes out and does a trail run and okay. then ends up back at area five. Okay. Right. And so they just kind of, everybody's sort of rotating around. Yeah. And so we, uh, we were sort of talking and then we got heard on the radio. It's like, 
All right, green groups on their way to the fr- or the stair stepper, and we're like, oh shoot, we need, <laughs> we need to get, get things going. We need to go. <laughs> so yeah, so we went out there and you know uh, set up the an easy up and got out there and sat there for the majority of the day. I did. I shot a lot of video, uh-huh. and I I didn't necessarily they didn't necessarily need me at the stair stepper. I think they more needed hands for registration and organizing and figuring out early getting in the people. Day. Yeah. Early in the day, not so much night in mm-hmm. the afternoon, mm-hmm. like checkpoint Dolly and Eric, they, uh, they were, became a middle gunner in one of uh, the, one of the runs. Okay. You know? So, um, yeah, so it was fun to see how they did it and see how they ran it. It was fun to see. Cause I'd never went when I went with the assistant, uh-huh. I didn't go out. Yeah. I stayed back at camp, right? That's I right. gave the keys to the assistant and I said, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Have Good fun. Good luck. <laughs> so it was fun to go out there and see how they ran it. And it, yeah. and one of the things that I heard Jason say this, but I didn't like, I go, okay, yeah. But when I saw it in real life, I was like, holy cow, it's true. And it's people are like, and it's, you know, we're experienced wheelers, yeah. right? These are people that have never wheeled, uh-huh. but there's the very first group that got there. There was a handful of them that were like, I don't want to go up that. Oh, the stair steps. The stair steps. Interesting. Right. Okay. And we're like, but, but it's, that's why you're but here. It's nothing. Uh, yeah. It's not, <laughs> like, <there's> a- <laughs> you know, I remember when I, I, I told the story to Jason too. I said, when we came here with the assistant, I drove up to this on Friday night and I said, this is the hardest obstacle you're going to do. Yeah. And Bobcat, if you put it in low, low, it'll idle up it. Yes. Right. And so, <laughs> You know, and it spun out on some sections. You just have to work it back and forth. It got uh-huh. three quarters of the way up and then stalled uh-huh. idling. Right. And <laughs> okay. I said, okay, you need to give it a little gas. Yeah. You know, and once I did that and it put the assistant at ease. Okay. But seeing people, you know, kind of going looking like, at this, yeah, looking never at this, going, done like, this before. No way. Like yeah. it's this, you know, and, and then some of the steps are maybe a foot tall. Okay. You know, and then there's some rocks in the middle of it. And the trail lead on uh-huh. the first group was like a Unimog on forties. <laughs> right. And so it went up and the, even the people are like, that was like driving over a speed bump for that guy. Yeah. You know, it's like when, um, when we cleared a uh, big sluice of the tree with Mark yeah. and then Hussman drove down the left side and just picked a stew of fun line to go through with his buggy. And then everybody after that, including myself was like, I'm not going that way now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I went that yeah. way, and but I did went, a different yeah. line. Yeah. Right. But uh, it was fun. And then, you know, there was a few double drivers where the women was like, I ain't doing it, you yeah. know? And then the guy's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then they went up it and then they came around and the woman's like, no, no, I really want to try it now, uh-huh. you know? And then there was one, and I think it was like group three or something. The woman was freaked out, didn't want to do it. Didn't even write up it. Okay. Right. Went around and I guess the husband convinced her to do it. And then they came around again. She was sort of concerned, you know, Uh at the base, but you know, there was, so there was Daryl, who's now the president of the Esprit Esprit de Four was at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, There was Chris at the top and Jason in the middle and Chris at the top, I think. Okay. And, um, you know, and so the whole way up, you're, you know, you're looking at spotters, Yeah. you know, and, and the hardest part is just turning into the obstacle <laughs> to get lined up, to right? get lined up, right. To get a tire up, to start hitting them sort of, you know, opposite tires. And then you just walk up after that. Yeah. And man, once she got over that first little hump at the bottom uh-huh. and she started climbing, she just was giddy and laughing <laughs> and like, just like, Oh my God, this is so fun. You know, uh-huh. like you just stoked, Yeah, you know, doing it. <laughs> 
And that's, that's really what the clinic's about. Yeah. You know, it's taking people, showing them that their vehicle is better than they are. Uh-huh. You know, your vehicle can do this, but can yeah. you? Yep. <laughs> and then proving, you know, having people prove to themselves and with a little mm-hmm. help on the, you know, the guiders and spotters side yep. that you can do this too. Yeah. So it was fun. I sat there. We did the three sessions. Well, one of the guys caught up to the, to another group, like okay. one of the trail leaders caught up to another group and then bypassed us and went to go do <laughs> like he was supposed to come to us, but then he went and did the last trail run. Okay. And it totally messed us up at the end <laughs> because now we had two groups coming to us at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. But, um, it was okay. I mean, we, I, I, at that point went into like parking management mode. And so I was like telling, okay, yellow group or whatever it was, park over here, blue group park over there, you know, just organizing people like, okay, yellow group, go down there and get Mm -hmm. your meeting. I'm still trying to park blue group. Okay. Now blue groups all parked. Okay. Now you guys come down and let's do the talk with you. Yeah. You know, and what was good about that is then they could see people doing it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, Jason gave the talk and he said, this is the hardest part. Watch this person was going to slip out right here, but it's okay. Just sort of stay in the throttle. Really the hardest thing to learn at that obstacle was momentum. Yeah. And Jason said it really good. He said, there's a difference between speed and momentum. Yes. You need to keep momentum to get over an obstacle but you don't need to have speed to mm-hmm. get over the obstacle. Yes. So a lot of people, which understandably doesn't, didn't understand how much momentum they needed to get up a ledge. Mm-hmm. So they would start climbing and they'd was, let off oh, and yep. they wouldn't have the momentum to carry them up over the yeah. ledge. Yeah. And so, and that was once they learned that on the first obstacle at the base of that obstacle, uh-huh. then they were able to usually climb the rest of the way up very okay. easily. So it nice. was fun to see people learn fun to see him do that. Yeah. Um, once we got our last two people groups through, I ran up to the frame twister just to see how they did it. Mm-hmm. They did it very similar. They had three people in the frame twister. They guided them, you know, first guy guided them over like two logs. The next guy guided them over a few logs. And the last, there's some rocks at the end. Okay. The last guy guided them through some rocks. So it was kind of neat to see that. Mm-hmm. Then I jumped in with Kelly. Um, cause he was tail gunner for that last group. And then we went back to camp five um, they did dinner for everybody or you, you, you were bought an optional dinner, I think. Okay. Um, but they had dinner for all the, the volunteers mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the people, the people that bought them. Okay. Um, and it was a great, it was chicken and, or, um, um, tri-tip Ooh. and then they had beans and salad and garlic bread. And I think they had a dessert. And they had sodas and waters and stuff. And Mm. so it was a great meal. Nice. Uh, Phenomenal. I mean, it tasted outstanding. And uh, Corva came down and was there and made a presence. Who was there from Corva? You know, I can't remember his name, but it was the guy we interviewed or I interviewed at... um, at, About Trek? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. They're from... Where are they from? They're from... I want to say Tracy. But I could be completely wrong. Rail Town off road. Maybe. Yeah. Rail Town. Those guys. Yeah. So was it, uh, Joe was over at dinner stuff a lot. So anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. okay. So it was fun. They, they said, thanks for the podcast interview. It was nice. a lot of fun listening to it when we <laughs> at Trek, uh-huh. I said, Hey, we need to get you on for a full blown episode. So yeah, so we'll have them on, maybe get Amy on as well. Mm-hmm. Even though I think technically Amy's not working for Corva anymore. I don't think she is. I think she started her own firm finally. Mm-hmm. And so she's working with a, a lot of different organizations. Yeah. As kind of a, a, a 
liaison consultant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what she did for years with Corvo is managed all of their uh, relationships and connections with all of the land managers. Correct. So, um, yeah, she's kind of now has all these connections and she's doing great at it. So, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it was fun to talk to them, hang out with them. I ate with them at, at dinner. Um, they did, it was funny. He brought a bunch of shirts and he handed out shirts, but he was, he's like, who's got the oldest Toyota, you know, yeah. uh-huh. I mean, who, who has the newest Jeep, you know, uh, or who okay. has, you know, just ran Who's who <laughs> owns a black Jeep. And then like yeah. five people raised their hands. And then he's like, who owns a black Jeep between these years? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And then he totally whittled it down to one. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then that evening after all the, vol- or um, all the, a vol- lot of the volunteers stayed on um, the participants were able to stay if they wanted, but um, a lot of them left. And then we pretty much, uh, somebody pulled out uh, a guy named Wayne pulled out a propane fire pit. Okay. Uh, A lot of people sat around the fire pit. Uh, Jason and I went into his camper, uh, because Jason has the, had these little tiny like bottles, like maybe five ounces, Mm -hmm. maybe eight ounces, somewhere in that range. Um, and they're called pure and they were old fashioned mixes. Oh, okay. And it was really cool. So you picked whatever whiskey we wanted in Uh our lineup. And I brought (laughs) um, an old elk straight wheat wheat, and I brought an uh, Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack. Okay. And then Jason had five whiskeys Uh up there too. And so you poured two ounces of whiskey into your cup and then you put a half an ounce of this pure mix in and it makes an old fashioned. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it was really good. So I started that he had five different versions. I'm good. I'll try to remember them all. I started with um, original. Okay. And then he also had black walnut, black, I think it was black cherry walnut. Uh, he had pecan. He had orange and maple bacon. So were these the pure flavor was these different flavors? Yeah, gotcha. Five, okay. five different bottles of pure gotcha. that were flavored okay. ever so slightly. Maple different. bacon sounds good. It does sound good. It, my opinion, it tasted like there was maple there. I couldn't taste bacon. Um, okay. I tasted, I, and I was telling Jason, I was like, I taste like the unami of meat fat. Okay. But I, but the bacon <laughs> flavor is not there. there. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I could, I sort of get that. Was there but, anything that was a uh, fresh cut grass? No, no leather bound books. <laughs> no. Maybe that was all in the original, <laughs> but they were good. They nice. were, so I did one ounce pours with a quarter ounce of the flavoring. Mm-hmm. And so I could do, you know, so I could get through all five Yeah, and they were tasty. They were, they were quite good. So I think he's, he's bringing, he bought big bottles of like the orange and the pecan, I think. Okay. And he's taking those down to trail hero with him. Nice. Yeah, I just uh, found my uh, Hinterhouse Anorak Ooh, the other day. Okay, so I made a bunch of uh, lemonized tea. So it's kind of like Arnold Palmer's, just right. without using lemonade. Use lemon tea and uh, lemon juice. Mm-hmm. So I made a bunch of that for iced tea. Okay, and then I've been uh, putting in Jim Beam honey. Oh, nice into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it's just especially in that really hot week we had. Oh, it was amazing, but I. Um, poured some out for some uh, family this weekend. And I was like, oh, the anorak is still right here and I haven't even used it yet. Got it. So yeah. I need to, we need to like bring it down and have the, an old fashioned day recording or something. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, yes. I'm 
absolutely down. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, it was fun and it was very easy. There's some other like out like rod and hammers that ultra Ford mm-hmm. Jones promotes. They make an old fashioned whiskey. Yeah. Right. And it, it's not, it comes pre-mixed in a bottle. Pre-mixed ready in to go, a bottle yeah. ready mm-hmm. to go. And um, it's, mm, it's not there. Gotcha. This one tasted more like an old fashioned. Interesting. Okay. And it was, you know, is it a it, concentrate then since you're only yeah. using so much of it? Yeah. Then, so okay. old, what an old fashioned is right. Is, um, whiskey, uh-huh. uh, usually a sugar cube that's been muddled or okay. simple syrup. Okay. And then bitters. And I think that's it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's it. So, so really it's simple syrup and a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and With your whiskey. So the original was probably some simple syrup and some like normal bitters. Okay. Right. And the orange was simple syrup and orange bitters. Okay. And so, yeah. So they made, gave you this little bottle that you just yeah. pour the whiskey and then here's your pre-mixed, gotcha. you know, your additional flavors. Okay. Somebody's going to write in and say, I miss, missed an ingredient. I'm sure. Yeah. But that's what I remember it being. <laughs> I think Chris would. Yeah, we'll maybe. Chris Chris didn't drink. Really? Chris couldn't drink. Yeah. Chris had a medical appointment on uh, Monday. Um, so he didn't he ate his last meal on um Saturday night and he had some chicken and then all day um Sunday he was drinking a salty drink. <laughs> and you'll hear that on the podcast. I don't want to spoil that. Okay. So, yeah, so it was fun. So Jason and I sat in there. We had a few drinks. We felt bad that we were sort of sitting there hanging out. Nobody else, like in the camper, <laughs> relaxing. You hermits. And we Anti-social were... Anti-social yeah, hermits. And we were, we were both <laughs> just bullshitting about podcasting and wheeling and just fun, you know, just fun general banter. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, we should be recording this. Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> and then uh, we went outside and um, hung out with everybody. And I, as soon as I, I walked outside with my bottles because I was going to go put him away because I wasn't going to drink anymore. And, um, I didn't want to leave him in Jason's camper because yeah. they disappear. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked out, everybody's like, Oh, you're bringing us whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, crap. <laughs> was Lorenzo in there? Uh, Lorenzo was in the camper. Yeah. Oh. I, I, Is he still in I the think camper? I got a photo with Lorenzo. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's still in the camper. Oh, bummer. He, uh, he was doing good. <laughs> he wasn't drinking much at all either. Yeah. Um, Did he have that a medical I saw, appointment one day? That I saw. <laughs> right. But yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he is, he's losing a little bit of hair um, on the top of his head between his ears. But Too much stress right. from being in Mexico? Yeah, or hanging out with Jason, <laughs> one Jason or the other. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. I almost poured out. I stopped. Um, when the bottle went around, I gave him the straight wheat, which was a mistake because it went all the way around. And there was uh, only like an inch left at the bottom of the bottle. And I like, and I went, I put the gentleman Jack in front of them next and went and put the, the straight wheat away <laughs> because I want to have the rest of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then hung out by the fire, um, chilled uh, for a little while, relaxed. I've, you know, I think we went, went to bed at like, uh, 1130. Okay. And, uh, there was rain on the horizon, right? So mm-hmm. rain was supposed to be coming. And I heard that I heard different stories. I heard rain supposed to show up at four and, Mm -hmm. or, and it's supposed to be bad at like eight. Okay. And I don't know why maybe it was the booze or something, but I was paranoid. Like I didn't want to pack a tent (laughs) away wet and then have to worry about drying it out at another point. Uh And then something happened. Like somebody, I think it was raccoons or something, (laughs) um, knocked over like a garbage can. Okay. And it woke me up and then I was, laying there going back to bed and then it started sprinkling. Uh, 
you're like, nope, we're done. And I'm like, nope, nope. And so I literally <laughs> hopped out of bed, packed the entire tent, cleaned out my front seat, reclined the front seat, and went back to bed in the cab. <laughs> and so about 7.30 or something like that, mm-hmm. I jumped out of my cab and uh, started. And I was at that point, I was packed. Like mm-hmm. I was already, everything was, you know. Yeah, you just unrecline your chair and take off. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I hung out. Um, watched a lot of people leave, um, had some coffee. Jason made some more coffee. I mm-hmm. drank some of his coffee, chilled there for a while. And then we were, Jason and I were one of the last two to leave out of the campsite nice. campgrounds and yeah. And then cruised home. I mean, it's three, three and a half hours from there to, mm-hmm. from, from Hollister Hills up to my place. So, and hit rain, hit a sprinkle of rain over Chapanko pass and hit a little bit of rain coming into Sacramento. Okay. And that was it. Nice. And then, yeah, Woodland got four inches. I'm like, Damn, yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was a good weekend. It was fun to volunteer to be a part of it. It's mm-hmm. a great event. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody's wants to get into off-roading, mm-hmm. I'm assuming most people listening to this are pretty involved in off-roading or mm-hmm. part of off-roading. But if you have friends that are hesitant to take their rig off-road, like have own a four by four vehicle, but never put it in four by four because uh-huh. of some weird reason, that is the event for them to go to. So it's, Dylan should go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. All, all anybody that owns a Tacoma needs to go. Third gen Tacoma Third gen owners. Tacoma owners should go to this event. Fifth gen forerunner owners. <laughs> yeah. There was a oh, 79 funny. series right hand drive diesel land cruiser. There. Uh, he shows up every year, doesn't he? He was a participant. Isn't, really? Yeah. Interesting. I've heard about. A 79 series right hand turbo diesel almost yeah. every year. So. so I, I, he pulled up and I'm like, is this a 79 series? He's like, you're the first person to get it right. No way. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Right. And then he Did was in my, prize? he was in my line. Um, mm-hmm. and I walked over cause he was right hand drive. So normally I was standing on the left side of the car being able to talk to everybody. Uh-huh. So I had to walk around. I'm like, how'd you get this in the States? Yeah. He's like, I have a way <laughs> like, damn you. Um, it was rad. It was super clean and it, you know, it just putted up the stair steps. Like yeah. it was no problem. Uh, there was a bunch of Broncos, newer Broncos there. So those people were out and learning. Fuck those people. Yeah. Screw them. A <laughs> lot of JKs. There was some electric, uh, jails. Oh, that'd be cool. There, mm-hmm. uh, there might've been a gladiator. Um, let's see what weird things did I, there was like a third gen Toyota pickup like bone stock uh-huh. out there uh-huh. and the guys just freaking hammered it up the stair steps. <laughs> they, they were a dual drivers. And the first guy that went was like literally bouncing the truck up the stair steps. And both of them were laughing their ass off. And so the second guy came around and did the same the exact same thing. thing. <laughs> That's <funny>. so funny. <laughs> like it was bouncing off the ground. Like I saw the torsion bars working the full Jeez. potential. Yeah. Um, there was some built, there was some older school built Jeeps. There was an FJ 40. Okay. That was pretty cool. Uh, there was a, what else? There was, there was a lot, there was a good variety of rigs, but there was a lot of newer Jeeps and um, JKs. Was there anything that like shouldn't really have been out there? Like a Subaru or a Toreg? No, there was. So they don't allow anybody to do it if it doesn't have a low range. Okay. You have to have gotcha. a, tr- a T case full size trucks. There was a suburban. Okay. <laughs> um, almost bone stock. Uh huh. He's like, am I going to high center going up this? I'm like, nah, we got you. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, that was probably, yeah, there was a f- one or two full size trucks. 
Okay. Uh, there was the Suburban. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of very capable vehicles that were stock. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they, they just didn't know. They don't, they don't have the experience. They yep. didn't know, you know, how to do things. And it's just a great course for that. You yeah. know, if you're beginning, you're learning, if you have a significant other that wants to some seat time mm-hmm. with some experienced people helping in you through in a controlled environment, yeah. this is a great time for that as well. Nice. Um, they yeah, do I two still, clinics a year. I still want to get the secretary out yeah. to do one of those. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I'm now after buying like a few hundred dollars of the rose wine, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm down to go to Hollister anytime. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want more wine. That's really okay. what I want, but nice. it's fun. I would, I'd go down. You guys, mm-hmm. you put the uh, secretary in it and mm-hmm. you know, the assistant and I would could go down and volunteer. And, yeah. You know, we'll go wine tasting and yeah. hang out. And they, one thing that is slightly unfortunate and has changed probably in the last decade is they don't allow anybody driving around in the park at night. So there's no night runs, uh, bummer. Um, which is sort of a bummer, Yeah, but it's also <laughs> but it's also a benefit. I was talking to Ellen. Do you know Ellen? Uh-huh. She's uh, one of the longest lasting Esprit de Four members. Okay. Um, just uh, you know, an old crotchety lady that's absolutely a blast to be around. <laughs> okay. Um, she said that they used to run the clinic Saturday and Sunday. And they would run the clinic. Everything would be great on Saturday. They'd hang out at night in Camp 5. Everybody would uh, you know, have a few drinks, go out and do a nightly run. All the rigs would break, and they would have to be <laughs> fixing them in the morning to try to do the trail runs <laughs> on, for, on the Sunday event. And she's nice. like, I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we're not running Sundays, and I'm glad there's no more night runs going yeah. on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. That's funny. So, But it's it's phenomenal. I would, mm-hmm. the, I think the secretary would would have a blast okay. in it and do it. And maybe I'll throw the assistant back in it again. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I want to go check it out. I keep meaning to go there and I've been, I've missed it. I've been trying to get there for like the past two to three years and still haven't been able to make yeah. it out. Yeah. It's a lot of <laughs> so, fun. It's a, it's uh-huh. a wonderful event. If you're going to do it, I'd highly suggest camping because it's mm-hmm. just fun to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's a good group of guys and gals out there. Mm-hmm. And the events, a lot of fun. It does take all day. I mean, we start at seven something and, you know, they, we got done. It's five, six, yeah. five, I think. Okay. I think dinner started. I think everybody was planned to be off at 430, but we weren't off until about five. And then dinner was supposed to be like 515 or something like that. Okay. But it, I mean, you're busy all day. Yeah. You know, you, and you got a lot of stuff going. So what does the money go towards? Ah, thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. So they give a good chunk of money back to Hollister. Okay. Um, and they give a lot of the money. They pay for, well, I, I can't remember exactly, but they give a ton of money back to almost all off-roading organizations. Nice. They give, give money to Corva. They give money to Cal 4. They give money to Blue Ribbon. Uh-huh. Like All their money that comes in, for the most part, goes straight back into the off-roading community. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so they, I think they keep a little um, bit for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, to probably a very small amount, you know, so mm-hmm. that they can like have a Christmas party or some, you know, pay uh-huh. for somebody's dues or something. But like the vast majority of the money that comes in of the profit goes right back into the off-roading community. Yeah. So, you know, you could also think of it as I'm going to go learn and, you know, teach somebody how to be an off-roader and support off-roading while I'm doing it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Nice. That's really cool. I had an interesting talk. I got to 
um, have a phone chat with Ben, the the current leader for Blue Ribbon Coalition. Okay, nice. And yeah. um, because I'm, you know, I sadly have not signed up Morphle yet as a business partner for Blue Ribbon. Um, and so I was going to do that this week and I guess word got out to him and he called me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he called me and I was like, hey, how's it going? And I just wanted to see, you know, what can we do for you and your business? And I was like, honestly, like keep fighting, keep fighting and keeping trails open. Like, yeah. That's why I'm supporting. I'm not supporting you as an extra advertising channel. I'm supporting you because without you guys, this industry would fall apart and disappear. Right. I'm supporting <laughs> you because of what you do. Yes, exactly. Um, and he goes, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but like we, we want to get more businesses supporting us. So I feel like we need to figure out more ways to give back and support the businesses. And I was like, Yes and no. You get the end result of them supporting you, but they're supporting you for the wrong reason. In my opinion, they need to be supporting businesses and the offer. Every off-road company should be giving something to an off-road trails advocacy organization. You don't have to give to all of them, but at least one pick one in your local area or something. Cause like at the rate that we are losing trails right now and what's going on in Moab right now, um, give it a few years and we're not going to have public land anymore. Right. Yeah. And then the whole industry kind of falls apart from there. Absolutely. So do you want to do a quick talk on very quick talk? Because I think we're going to cover it in a future episode we about are gonna, what's happening in Moab so that it, people can act. Yeah, now. we do need to talk about it because uh, the deadline for acting on it is coming up. It's October 7th, October 7th. Yep. So essentially we talked a little bit about it in the past where uh, the land, sorry, the travel management plan, the TMU travel management plan, TMU, TMP, whatever it is, travel management plan for Gemini bridges and, um, uh, uh, golden arch, not golden arches, golden spike, golden spike. It's, it's the it's Gemini bridges. It's a bunch of the OHV trails in the Moab area around the Gemini bridges, golden spike area. Um, they had been, uh, inventorying all the OHV routes over the past five to seven years. And uh, they've been looking at them and trying to whenever they inventory routes. And this is kind of what I want to get Ben or somebody, Amy, Amy would be another great person to talk to, to talk about how travel management plans work. But essentially when they go and look at an OHV route to decide whether or not it should be an open used OHV route, they're looking at it to see if there's other routes nearby that serve the same purpose. And so their purpose to them and what they think offered recreation is, is access to an area, right? Okay. They don't view a route as specifically like that's the reason for going there is right. to drive that route. Absolutely. They don't see the route as the entertainment. Exactly. And so when they're looking at what routes to keep, which ones to leave uh, and keep and get rid of, they're like, Oh, we only need one route going through this area because it gets across that area to the other side or to whatever this point of interest is over here to the highway. And so we're going to cancel and remove the other 10 routes in that area because there's this one that fulfills that purpose. And it's like, no, you guys don't get it. That's not what we do in offered recreation. Right? So anyways, they have inventoried all the routes in that area and they came up with three different proposals, four different proposals, ABCD. Uh, four different proposals for um, OHV routes, what they would keep open and what they would close in the Gemini bridges area. 
And so, um, there's like the, the worst one is upwards of 440 miles of OHV routes that they're proposing on closing. Right. The best one is like 20 miles of routes that they're closing that they're proposing to close. Hmm. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing any of them. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't the worst one not like keeping them all open? <laughs> right. So, so we'll, we'll dive more into this yes. in the future, but we'll, I'll add a link down in the description mm-hmm. that if you want to uh, write in and say that you've done these trails and you enjoy these trails, you've driven on X, X, Y, and Z trail. They yeah. really want to know what trails you've been on mm-hmm. and that you enjoy driving on the trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's really about that simple. I think you just yep. need your name. You need, I think they ask your address and phone number and email, and mm-hmm. then they have a box there for you to r- write in and tell them what you've been doing yeah, or where you've been. It's very simple. Um, and there's already kind of like staged things. The big reasons that um, we want to try to get across is we drive for the recreation of driving. Yes. Um, we like the challenges and the, ob- yeah, we like the views and everything too, but the challenges and the obstacles and the recreation of driving is a big part of OHV recreation. Um, and the other thing is, is that you close off these, these forms of recreation, then people who have disabilities cannot go recreate now, right? There, there's fewer recreational opportunities, fewer places they can get to when you start closing OHV routes. And there's actually, um, uh, uh, a thing that was passed, I want to say 2019 that is backed by the ADA, the American disability association oh, cool. that says, uh, disabled persons have just as right as much right to recreation as non-disabled persons. Sure. And so if you can then logically state that by closing these OHG routes, you are now, um, uh, going against this act that came out in 2019, um, then that's another big thing that you can do as well. So got it. Um, but that's listed on blue ribbon site, blue ribbon coalition, uh, sharetrails.org. Um, I believe the red rock four wheelers rr4w.com.org, whatever it is, rr4w, mm-hmm. um, has a bunch of information on it as well. Um, we're going to get somebody on the podcast to really dive in deep about what's going on there and talk about travel management plans and how OHV routes are set up and managed, how dispersed camping. They're also looking at taking out a bunch of dispersed camping in that area too. Mm-hmm. So, um, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. We're setting up something in the pipeline here, um, to get a really cool couple of interviews to talk about it and help everybody else out there understand what's going on. But we have until October 7th to leave public comment. Yes. So make sure you get over and do that before October 7th. Absolutely. Yep. So all there right. you go. That's Moab. There you, you got go. me all fired up. Now. I know there it is in, <laughs> in a very brief thing. Just, you yeah. know, it's, it's very, it's short. It's easy. So go and do it. Yep. 100%. Click the link down below. Cool. Uh, Jimmy, if people want to get a hold of us or have questions about that, um, send in feedback about uh, questions about axles that we can answer. If people want to talk about, you know, how can they get signed up for this breed of four safety clinic in the future? Where can they send those questions to? Yeah, absolutely. You can email Tyler or I, Jimmy or Tyler at snail trail four by four.com. Mm hmm. You can find me over on Instagram, Snail Trail 4x4, Tyler's at 4x4 Toyota Tyler. Mm-hmm. And you can always phone in and leave us a voice message like our local beer <laughs> professional, yeah. Beer uh, Craig. Beer Craig mm-hmm. at 916 345 4744. 
I like it. And with that, Jimmy, any final words for everybody out there? Save our trails. And with that, my friends, keep crawling. I got one for you. You do? I do. That's impressive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Still going. It's still going. How many episodes yeah. later? <laughs> I, I'm curious if... Uh, I'm sure I've repeated one or two, uh-huh. but I'm curious on how many I might have repeated. Yeah. <laughs> so I, want, I wish somebody would go back and like create a database of Jimmy's jokes from the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> we can create our own little snail trail joke book for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I was at one point I wanted to keep track of every one of like the custom intros that we did. Oh, yeah. And see what they were. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> so a needle pulling thread. Nice. Mm-hmm. Why was the math book so sad? Um, is it because it got divided by two? Nope, it got divided no, into? That's not bad. No, it's because it has so many problems. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Is dividing it into one of those problems? Could be. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>